0: The Dancers by Wilton Hazard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. There was time now, plenty of time on this strange dark planet, for those erudite exiles from frozen earth to ponder the value of man's accumulated knowledge. The Dancers by Wilton Hazard. It was an hour before dawn. In the middle of the night, the big ship had landed on the new planet, a satellite of the sun Proxima. Now they sat in the dark waiting, and they talked. I wish we hadn't killed them, Rossiter said softly. His profile was faintly visible. Against the diffused light of the stars It's a bad sign a bad start for a new life They attacked us Bernard answered quickly two spears against 40 blasters and stun guns Rossiter laughed An attack We should have met them with stunners at low charge, but McNess ordered us to blast the woman and the baby stick in my craw All Our nerves were on edge Bernard answered thoughtfully. I know I was afraid when we first stepped out of the ship There was something terrifying about air and space and the sky But you're right, of course. We shouldn't have been ordered to blast The two men were sitting a little apart But there was a murmur of many low voices around them as the others from the Elpis waited and talked I Wonder why they attacked us Bernard went on Primitives usually run we must have been an unbelievable sight to them spiraling down out of the sky. I Don't know Rossiter replied wearily, and we can't ask them. They're dead all five of them That winds cold he was shivering You could go back inside the ship Bernard said half humorously I'm sick of the Elpis. We all are eight years of it. It's too much We'll get used to the wind, I suppose. There's going to be lots of wind, with so much water and only this one landmass on our new world. It's not like Earth. Bernard made an involuntary movement. Then he relaxed. I suppose the taboo is lifted now that we've landed, he said heavily. We can talk about Earth again, and wonder, and speculate. I wonder what they're doing now on Earth. Starving? freezing burrowing into the ground for coal and warmth they must be living a good many hundred feet down now those that are left and the seas are frozen there's an ice sheet from pole to pole we astronomers paid you back finally didn't we Bernard for all the appropriations you got us in committee meetings you were always generous with us and the physicists but when the catastrophe happened the mystery the debacle we couldn't help we didn't know the answer we didn't know I remember Bernard answered choking a little I remember the day before it happened there was a report on my desk about some tribe of Indians high in the Andes the report said that the parents had been persuaded to send their children to the school in the foothills That even among the adults illiteracy and ignorance were being eliminated it was the last of the ignorant tribes I looked up at the sign over my desk and read the motto there is nothing unknowable there are only things not yet known and I thought yes we're getting near our goal we've conquered ignorance and superstition and illiteracy and as time goes on We'll know more and more things. The area of the unknown will constantly diminish. Knowledge is like an expanding circle of light that eats into the darkness. Then the darkness came. And you didn't know. We know what happened well enough, Rossiter corrected. He sounded older than his fifty-two years. I was at the observatory that night. I remember thinking that it was almost time for me to go to the dormitory to sleep It was summer Sirius, and the Sun would both soon be up Sirius rose blazing in the darkness and after him Leo in the southeast It should have been invisible in the sunlight. I couldn't believe what I saw and Still the Sun didn't come up We know what happened in a way We don't know how or why the Sun our sun, never rose The Sun just disappeared How softly everyone's speaking Bernard said irrelevantly. It's the sky and the darkness. I can hardly hear you He got to his feet Where are you going Tom Rossiter asked? I'm going to look at the bodies the people we blasted I mean that's morbid. Don't go, Tom. Stay here. But I want to go. I'll be back. He moved away through the dimly visible outlines of men and women seated on the ground. He came back after a while and sat down by his friend in silence. I think I know why they attacked us, he said after a pause. Why? I think we interrupted some magical or religious rite. They were at a very low level of material culture of course the points on the spears were stone and they were wearing garments that looked like some sort of tree bark not woven cloth but the young men were wearing rattles of some sort of shell around their ankles and the old man was holding a little drum in his hands you see they had a good cranial capacity as soon as human beings can think at all They start trying to impose their will on the universe I think they met here by the shore to perform some sort of magic the woman and the baby watched the old man played his drum and the two young men sang and danced perhaps this bit of coast was sacred to them perhaps when we sent our ship down here we profaned a sacred place the woman and the baby bother me Rossiter said thoughtfully. It seems a dreadful thing to me to kill a woman. Ever since Kate died, Bernard rested his hand for a moment on the older man's shoulder in sympathy. It was wrong. We shouldn't have done it, he responded. But we must forget it. Tomorrow, when it's light, we'll bury them. I wonder if they were the only humanoid life on the planet, Rossiter said, pursuing his own train of thought this island was the only landmass we found anywhere if those five so few when we blasted them did we wipe out the planet's native humanoid life possibly bernard admitted uneasily he cleared his throat if they hadn't attacked us we could have helped them they were primitive superstitious blankly ignorant of course but they had good skulls they could have learned we could have taught them as we did the primitives on earth we'd have led them gently away from their superstition and ignorance as we did on earth let's not talk about it anymore Rossiter made a sort of noise Bernard leaned forward quickly what's the matter dick are you all right I what you said Rossiter seemed to grope for words be quiet a minute, Tom. I want to think. What you said then, uh, it. He laid his hands over his eyes. I'll get Dr. Ferguson, Bernard offered. No, I'm all right. Once more, he fumbled for words. I'm. I. I've suddenly come to understand. You made me understand. As we did on Earth. What? Rossiter got to his feet. In his normal voice which sounded very loud in the darkness he said I know what made the Sun go out the murmur of low talking ceased suddenly there was a sense of listening of half-seen bodies leaning forward intently in the starlight Rossiter said on earth there was always somebody dancing dancing I don't see Bernard spoke in wonderment but there was an odd apprehensive tone in his voice there was always somebody dancing said Rossiter. he halted then he continued in a stronger voice always in the high mountains there was somebody fasting and praying always before dawn there was the sound of the rattles and the stamping footsteps in the winter the flame leapt high on the rock through the swirls of snow as they made fire magic they danced they prayed they chanted and the Sun came up what are you trying to say Bernard demanded he had risen and was standing facing the older man that people used to think before we taught them better that they had something to do with the Sun's rise they grew too wise to believe it any longer but who knows who knows whether they were not right whether the force that impels the stars is not finally the human will there was a silence somebody laughed nervously dr. Ferguson had stepped forward and was holding Rossiter by the elbow together he and Bernard urged the older man toward the Elpis they spoke to him gently they did not argue or disagree with him they led him inside the ship Much later, Bernard came out alone. Dr. Ferguson had remained with Rossiter, quieting him with sedatives. It was still quite dark. Bernard looked up at the sky, sighing. How long the dawn is in coming, he said, as if to himself. The End of The Dancers by Wilton Hazard